Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yate. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you a series of spiritual tools to enable everyday Christian living in the parish of Yate. So on this week's episode, we're asking, what is the Trinity? And um, we also talk about what, uh, a way to understand it. And then we're thinking about how we can apply the Trinity in our everyday lives. And we also discuss that how does the Trinity, does it apply to uh, the popular TV show called Love Island? Oh. <laughs> So on this week's episode, uh, we are going to talk about what is the Trinity. That's right. So the other week at the 6.30 Praise, mm. we we were talking about uh, how God is faithful, and we used one of the Psalms to talk about that, but it was Trinity yeah. Sunday, Yeah. so I, I spoke about the Trinity to talk about how God is faithful and to link all those together. Now, uh, what do you understand as the Trinity? Well, you know, uh, it was it was talked about in Alpha. I mean, Alpha is a great way of asking those questions, uh, and, and Trinity was discussed there. Uh, it, my understanding of that and my teaching through that is that the Trinity is something that's been made more real in the New Testament. It was a part of kind of Jesus's parting gift, that realization that we've got God, we've got Jesus, and as Jesus ascended, uh, his final gift was the Holy Spirit, uh, which then connected all three together. And the realisation that they are all three beings, but actually they are all one. That's it. Yeah. I think as well, the trouble with the Trinity is, I suppose it could be how I, how I was taught it, is it was always taught to me like a kind of maths puzzle. Okay. That it was kind of one plus one plus one equals one. Okay. And, and I sort of, the, the other way it was taught was that it's a bit like water. You know, it can either be a solid, a liquid or a gas. Yeah. And I went, oh, okay, fair enough, then. That's, yeah. that's okay. Um, free states and they're different. And it, it was never really, I never really connected with it. It was in my faith for a long time. Okay. Uh, I just thought, well, yeah, whatever. That's okay. I'm sure it's true. Yes. That's all right. And I never really thought about it because there were so many other things to think about, really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that makes sense, doesn't <coughs> it? I think, and I think all our listeners probably can relate to that, that we, we can read in the Bible and we can understand that there is. This this Trinity, but how does it how does it work? What what how does it apply to us in our faith, and how do we connect to it? And you know, I certainly through Alpha and through my further teaching is I've always I've always seen the kind of the Holy Spirit as the kind of provider of Wi-Fi. That if you <laughs> yeah. if you if you get the device which is yourself and you connect to the Wi-Fi that's being transmitted by the Holy Spirit, it allows you to become more connected. Uh, to to Jesus and to God and and to a degree that it kind of fills you with the, the right way what to do as a Christian. Yeah, and that's that's precisely a good way of understanding the Holy Spirit is it's a personal force mm. uh, which enables us to to live as Christian people. Okay, and the good thing using that analogy is the Holy Spirit is the connector of us with God and with each other. Yeah. So it's that connective life giving force yeah. that breathes life into the universe and into us. So uh, as we think about how we feel sometimes or senses of connection with yeah. each other and with God, 
that's a life-giving experience if you think of it like that yeah definitely that that, that does make sense and i and, and i guess the holy spirit is, is part of pentecost it's very visual in the church isn't it mm. in 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 the form of a flame i mean it was referenced in the bible that wasn't it yeah that's right but i think it's with the trinity really what it is is a description of what god is which is always going to be beyond us yeah okay so that's why a lot of people find it difficult and, and sort of reduce it to almost like a kind of maths problem. Okay. And I was doing some thinking about it um, the other day, mm. and I might nerd out on this. In <laughs> a sense, is in a way, in this world, we're trapped in three dimensions. Okay. Right? So we can only understand our world in these very limited ways. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. And occasionally, we have an experience which is other than those three dimensions okay okay and what we have there is a window into the true reality of what's actually really going on and if we imagine say if we think about a square okay right yeah now if we lived in a two-dimensional world which would be a picture of a square right it would be impossible for us to imagine a cube Mm. which is basically six squares joined together yeah absolutely and i think that's where we're at with it really it's a bit like uh, when you study science, when you get to a point where it starts going beyond our everyday experience and into our imagination, really. Yeah. You know, and I think that when you get maybe to A levels or a little bit beyond that, that's the the path that we go down. Yeah. And I think the Trinity's a bit like that, and really, truth is something which is always going to be beyond us as human beings. It's inherently human, though, isn't it, that we try and try and dig deep and trying to visualise the truth and trying to try to find a metaphor to try and symbolise what it's like. But I think having the faith that it is something that is beyond us, but it is there for us, uh, is essential. Yeah, and there's a lovely hymn that we used to sing uh, in the monastery. We used to sing it for the doctors of the church where there's 20-odd of them who mm. are the kind of kind of Nobel Prize winning theologians or whatever. Yeah. So when you, you sung this song from it, there's a lovely line that said, uh, you strain to catch a vision. Okay. And that's about sort of straining to go beyond yeah. and to catch a vision of yeah. the divine. But it's always not not quite there, you know, yeah. just like in science. So the Trinity is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They're different, yeah. yet they are all one. They are all equally God. Okay. That's essentially what it is. Yep. So how do we understand that? Well... Rather than using analogies mm. which are inanimate, in other yeah. words, like the, the water one or yeah. other ones like that, I think it's all to do with relationship. Okay, right. Right. Okay. So it's actually, if we, if we imagine some everyday things, so for example, uh, if we listen to an orchestra. Right. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> now an orchestra is lots and lots of different people playing lots and lots of different instruments as individuals but they are actually one when they play in the best way they can okay 
Right. Okay, that make, does make sense, yeah. So, so the oneness yeah. of the orchestra, yeah. we are always drawn towards. So for an orchestra to play beautifully, yeah. they must play as one. Yeah, no, that makes sense, isn't it? Absolutely, they've got to play as one, because if they didn't, it'd be such a mess, it was such a noise, and you wouldn't be drawn to it. In fact, if anything, it'd be quite the opposite. Exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. And it's the same with anything like that, especially with music and so on, where you have choirs and other things like that. Also as well with sports, um, I was thinking about this when uh, my daughter was playing tag rugby uh, okay. the other week. Yeah. I was I was there as a kind of surrogate coach for them. You know, my dad used to, he'll, he'll teach you sort of thing. And th- they did what all children do when they play a sport. Yep. Basically, whoever had the ball, the whole team ran towards that person okay. who had yep. the ball. Yep. And then gaps opened up wide and the other team ran around and ran through the gap and scored. And yeah. I was trying to say to him, I know you're excited, but what you need to do is act as a team and trust the other player to, yeah. to make the tag and you know not try and do it all yourself, you know. And that's that, rugby's a great analogy of that, isn't it? It's about <coughs> working together as a team rather than you just being the single person to score that try. It's about so, the team approach, isn't it? Yeah, so no, no room for showboats, is there? Uh, uh, um, and when there has been, then the mistakes fall apart and you lose faith in the team. So it's about that... Working together. That's right. You don't want uh, Dan Bigger when he's on one of his ego trips, do you? No. No, definitely not. No. But I think, uh, no, well, yeah, sorry, I digress. Yeah. But basically, it's the same idea, is we are attracted to that oneness. Yeah. Okay. And even in sport, yeah. you can see that beauty of oneness of people working together. Finally, the best analogy I think of is the old couple on the bus. So if you think about the film Up, Okay, right. yeah. And things like that. Great film. Great right. film. Yeah, it's one of the only films that's actually sort of touched me deep inside. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that, that bit when he's got the book at the end and he turns the page and it's all about his adventure. Yes. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. You know. <laughs> you but, really like that film, don't you? Yeah, that's good to hear. But oh, anyway, you know, okay, yeah, so that's really good. But I think the thing is with it, bus. <laughs> yeah, is old people on the bus, yeah. basically, if you've been with somebody... For a long time. So yeah. you've been married, what, 60, 70 years? Mm. Some people, 70 years. Wow. Um, and your lives are so intertwined with each other that it ceases to make sense to think of that person as the man or the woman. Mm. It only makes sense to think of them as the couple. Okay. Yeah. 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 So you'd have like, uh, you know, Sheila and Jeff, yeah. right? Yeah, as some random names, right? Yeah, <laughs> Sheila and Jeff, right? If they've been married for donkey's years mm. and they have that relationship of that deep love, then their lives become in a really, in a in a almost visible way a lot of the time, their lives become one. Okay. And that, in essence, is what the Trinity is, mm. is free beings who have been together for eternity whose lives are so interconnected yeah. that they end up even though they are individual beings yep. they become one through love that, that's and, good that's yeah. a great way to try and understand what the Trinity is about because it's all about relationship so how do we apply the concept of the Trinity into our everyday life? So here we are as listeners and, and, and fellow Christians. 
how do we apply that into our life? How do we use it? Well, I think the thing with the Trinity is it's the most undervalued of Christian doctrines, right? But also as well, it is the most useful mm. in directing how we should live. And it, we are called to be like God. Mm. And God is Trinity. He is those free beings in that relationship of the deepest possible love, yep. right? So what we have to do is become like that as a community. Okay. To become like the Trinity, right? Okay. Well, the first thing to, to think about with that is, uh, and I use this picture uh, called the hospitality of Abraham in the Sermon on Sunday. And the first thing you notice when you look at this picture is I'll we'll put a link in the description if you haven't seen it. It's three angels mm. and they're all looking out away from themselves yep. okay. towards the other members of the group, right? There's okay. three of them. Yeah. And it's a really clever uh, piece of art because as you, if you look at any of the angels, you will immediately be drawn to the next angel in the series. Okay, good. So we're looking at the photo now, and guys, like I said, we'll put it in the description, so have a look at it as you're listening to this. I mean, you're right. If you look at any of those angels, you're drawn to the fact that, oh, what are they looking at? And then you'll move on to the to the next angel. Uh, and then furthermore, you're then drawn to the probably the, the last angel in the room, who then is looking down at the table that's right and he's looking at the cup mm. so the last one who's who you 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 reach mm. looks down at the cup which is symbolic of communion yep. of the sacrifice of jesus right and then when you look at the cup you bounce back up to look at the next angel who's god the father and then you go to the spirit and then you go around like that so you're actually enacting the trinity in that picture because they're looking out away from themselves and I think one, another symbolic element of that is that concept that, yes, there's three people around the table, but there is the space in front of the cup. That's this it. is where you're drawn into that. Yeah, it's naturally right. drawn into this. Like, like the orchestra, you're drawn into it because there is this concept that they are all working together and you are welcome to the table. That's it. It's a welcoming picture. And, and that, in essence, is, is our destiny as Christian people is we are being called to join the Trinity, to sit at the table with the Trinity forever. So the oneness of the Trinity goes right across all of creation. So that's the, our, that's what heaven is in a sense, is to be yeah. in that perfect community. And what we can do in our lives is to look away from ourselves to the other. Now, that's the thing with the cup is... If we think about Jesus, he's called by God the Father to go to the cross, mm. right? He doesn't have to. He has free will, just yeah. like us. He, yeah. And he decides to do that. Yeah. So he uh, offers himself. He looks to what the good of mankind is, what the good of God is, and what his mission is, yeah. not what his own self-preservation Okay. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, good. So he empties himself yeah. uh, and took the form of a servant, is what uh, it says in Philippians. And that really is the opposite of how we are encouraged to see ourselves 
in today's society. So in today's society, there's a great focus on safety, mm. great focus on preserving ourselves, yes. on our own will, what we want, yep. what's best for me, uh, making my life the best it can be for me. Okay. So it's if we stop and listen to the messages we're told, it's all about um, looking inward into me and for me rather than the trinity is all about looking outwards towards the community now the problem with that is and this mm. is something jesus intimately understands yeah is when you look outwards towards the community you have to trust that the other person is going to do the same yeah and then if they're not doing the same they're looking out for themselves you're going to get hurt. So we, we see many of example of conflict within community, don't mm. we? And, and I guess it's, it's our place as Christians to try and to, to repacify that and, and let everyone really look at each other's story and try and work together and working as one. Yeah, it's a bit like with the orchestra in the sense mm. um, when you're playing in an orchestra or singing in a choir, it's as important, even more important to listen to the people singing around you mm. than it is to actually sing yourself. Yeah, okay, so you can react yeah. accordingly to ensure that the overall performance is the best you collectively can make rather than as an individual. Yeah, and it's the same with our families in a sense, is that in marriage and as dads, we're called to look for the best for our children mm. and the best for our partners and put ourselves second yeah. to look for their, their well-being, your partner's well-being, and not for our own. And it's that looking outwards is the essence of having a human relationship, really. Look into what the other person's needs are and trusting them to reciprocate, to, to do it back to you. Um, so it really if we think of it in that terms, or how we live our lives as a family, yeah. or as a community, it's about looking outwards. Uh, the other big thing, which I think is really critically important today, especially in the climate we, we live in, is the Trinity is all about being different, and being it's good to be different. So God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, all different. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And by looking outwards, they're saying and acting that it is good that they are different. Mm. They can empathise because they are different. And if we say, think about Love Island. Yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. yeah. In, in Love Island, everybody looks the same. So we're on season whatever we're on of Love yeah. Island now, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And uh, I'm not watching this show, i just got to make that. Perfectly Are you sure? Yeah. I am very sure. Secret love no, watch no. I, watched, I watched it last year and I think that did me for about 10, I think. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but if you watch Love Island this year and last year and the year before, is you're immediately struck by uh, how similar the contestants look. Okay. And how similar the contestants act in lots of ways. And, and, and they're driven, aren't they, by the society function that they've all got to... Tick the boxes of what people expect each other to be like, and of course, we're now in a culture where 
there is only one mould that everyone's got to aim for. That's right. Uh, and, you, and you see that. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's the same with everything now, is that there is a, a very, very narrow view of mm. how to be successful, how to be good, mm. uh, how you should think, yeah. how you should act. Um, when the essence of the Trinity is about looking outwards to the other, to the difference, and loving somebody because they're different. Mm. So rather than look into the other and saying you need to be more like me is to say it's good and I love you mm. and then there's no conditions yes of course which is how God acts yeah. to us yeah no of course but I think how we relate across cultures and across communities you know it it is a bit upsetting at the moment I think everyone's a bit upset about this as how you know people with different opinions about different things mm. Uh, I'll say the B word, <laughs> you know. But uh, no, I think that's that. This idea that because you think differently to me, therefore you must be evil. Yeah. And, and the Trinity is the opposite of that. Yeah. And I think it highlights that church now is far more important in the community than ever ever has been, especially within our United Kingdom, where there is so much diversity, but also there's so much division. Mm. You know, we've, we, we, to a degree, at one end of the scale, celebrate the diversity of life, and there is so much mm. difference out there. But the, the Brexit, the, the, the bubble that the cloud has generated so many divisions, mm. uh, and, and we probably witnessed that more so since we all went to vote all those years ago, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, and and you're right, you know, and you, you, all you have to do is go on YouTube and you see how people who really generally feel that if your opinion is against what I generally feel, then you are clearly evil. And on you are, and on you every are side, on every side, yeah, absolutely. it's not. There's there's no good guys. There's just bad guys on there. Yeah, I think sometimes, but I think it's and it's one of the wonderful things about church, mm. uh, and I've often found this, and is at its best, and and a lot of the time we are getting towards that. Um, it is so accepting of people who are different mm. and it's so uh, loving towards and diverse uh, in all sorts of different ways and one of the best images of uh, church and, and really of the Trinity was um, when I was in my previous parish where we had this guy who was a millionaire there was only one millionaire in the town uh, and uh, he, he got married one week and then the following week I, I did a wedding for a guy who lived down the Daylands which was the local council estate oh, okay and on Christmas Eve they, they both came to mid midnight mass right mm. so there and they were all singing together and all this sort of thing we came to the peace and then they they turned to each other and they, they shared the peace and and afterwards, you know, they were having a chat and everything. And I thought, there's no other sphere of life yeah. where those people would would ever meet yeah. as equals yeah. in that sense. And and that's the thing I love about uh, the Trinity in action in the church when it's done well in community is that we are the body of Christ and we value each other equally yeah. because we are different. Yes. Yes, you know, and that's that's something we've got to kind of show uh, in our communities, in our families, um, in our churches, and I think that's showing that is the only way to overcome these divisions to make that concept of looking outwards and 
uh, value indifference a reality. Great. Some fantastic examples on how we can apply the Trinity in our everyday life and and the way that we uh, interact with our community. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And don't forget, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and on Twitter. And we'll also find us on Instagram. Oh, yes, Instagram, yes. And on our website, which is yateparish.org. And don't forget, this is an interactive show, so we really value your comments. So put your comments on SoundCloud or any other platform that you're listening to, and we'll get back to you.